I'm Kyle Rode, and this is the Rebel HR Podcast. Rebel HR is a podcast for HR professionals who are ready to make some disruption in the world of work. Follow us online on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, rebelhumanresources.com, or follow me on Twitter at Rebel HR Guy. Rebel HR Podcast listeners, I am absolutely thrilled for today's show. We're going to have a little bit of fun here and do something a little bit different. So we have the co-hosts of Jaded HR. Uh, we have Patrick Consilis. Did I say that right, Patrick? You got it in one. Oh, nice. And the man with perhaps the best name in HR, Warren Workman. I think Perfect. I've heard of that one somewhere before. I've never <laughs> even thought of, I've known Warren now for six years, and I never thought about how great his name is. It's so perfect. Uh, it's like you were born to be HR. I'm always so focused on his face, I never think about his name. <laughs> <laughs> face so made for podcasts. Today's <laughs> podcast, we are going to be doing something a little different. We are going to be rebranding this as the Jaded Rebel HR Podcast. So seat yourselves down, you're in for a treat. Like All right, it. we're gonna we're gonna start off here. Uh, I, I I would like for the two of you guys to introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourselves, and as much as you'd like about your career, and tell us a little bit about Jaded HR. Warren, why don't we start with you? All righty. Well, I've been in HR for uh, now over 20 years. Graduated with a degree in management, concentration in HR, and uh, yeah, I've been. You know, straight out of college, I did a retail job, which sucked. And then I uh, found my way into uh, HR recruiting and uh, had a great time. I've worked at uh, colleges or uh, law firm, accounting firm, and now I'm at an IT and technology firm. And 20 years is just enough time to get a little bit jaded, right, Warren? Absolutely. 20 minutes. (laughs) Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, So I got started in HR in recruiting as well, I believe back in 2008. So I'm going on 12 years, which sounds a lot more experienced than I really am. Um, (laughs) I'm now more focused on like an HRIS side of things. So I have that cool position of still being in HR and getting to be a part of all the fun craziness, if you can call it that, but not having to actually deal with people. So I just, I, it really is the best of both worlds. Patrick, taking the human out of HR. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to automate HR. That's my whole thing. I'm with you, man. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for, let's let's take a process. Let's digitize a process. And then my perspective is then we can focus on the people. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm with you. you. You're doing the greater good. Guys, tell me a little bit about the podcast. Well, I guess uh, we started a little bit earlier this year. We launched our episodes in when April, I believe, we started launching our episodes. But we've been yeah, working on this. Yeah, was April Fool's uh, was our launch date. Very appropriate, and it, not uh, in, at all intended. But, yeah, uh, we've been thinking about it. We talked about it first together around Thanksgiving time frame. We had our little group get together for Thanksgiving, and I tossed it out there. And, uh, yeah, we had a, had a good time. Yeah, I think our our goal was, you know, we had you're being in HR and you have all these fun stories that happen, fun, crazy employees. They come in with some random question. You know, we all have those experiences and we're like, how can we how can we share those in a way that is funny and I don't know, provide some kind of value? And, and I think our 
it's a really fun dynamic being on your show because you really bring a lot of professionalism and you know change the HR world. You do. And we're going to change that right now. And <laughs> I like to think that we add we add some value by trying to give HR people and really anyone in retail or has to deal with people kind of a break. I like to think of us as like the bridesmaid of movies. Like it's one of those movies you just want to put on when you don't, you know, turn your mind off and just kind of like watch and laugh and listen a little bit. I get it. You know what I love about your podcast as I was catching up on some of the episodes, it's a release for HR people, right? I mean, this, this job can be isolating at times. It can be um, frustrating. And a lot of times you're dealing with other people's issues that you don't really, you don't have time to, you know, think about your own issues, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, one of your guests a few weeks ago said it best talking about going to Sherm conferences and things. That's when you let their hair down, they let their hair down and get things get a little wild and crazy. And that's what we want to be. We want to be that wild and crazy ride home so you can vent and shake your head and know exactly what we're talking about, what we've gone through. It's nothing we're saying is really unique to Patrick or myself, it's stuff that all HR people go through, no matter what industry you're in. I think, too, we're all, at least I'm still remote. I know a lot of people are still remote. So you don't have that HR team dynamic where you have that shoulder to cry on all the time. So I think we wanted that warm and fuzzy feeling coming into your brain of just there are people out there still going through this. And HR people are having a really tough time right now. We're having to deal with a lot of things and, and shoulder a lot of weight that the organization is taking and I don't know I think we wanted just kind of an outlet for people to listen and I don't know COVID starting you know we didn't plan COVID that wasn't our whole thing to try to make our podcast better but I think it just kind of worked out to where hey we can be that little fun escape from your day hopefully that's great no I love that and I, I think we all need that right we you know, I don't have my, I don't have a crying room at, at my house, you know, and, but uh, I definitely have three little kids screaming in the background and I might have an employee on the other line that needs me to pay some attention to them. <laughs> so it's, uh, that's all good. So, all right, let's get into it. Let's just have a little fun today. So um, I want to start off. I'm actually curious to, to talk about a couple things that are kind of popping up in the world of HR and get your guys perspective. Uh, Cause I, I have my own opinion on some of these things, but I, I think you guys are going to be uh, very articulate in how you uh, respond to this. So the, the one answer of the things... is fire them all. <laughs> all right. So as we talk, that's a good, that's a good segue. So I wanted to talk about employee surveillance during a remote work environment. So, you know, I, I was reading this article, I think it was a Sherm article and there's like, it was highlighting five companies that do everything from like low jack your cell phone to know where you're at uh, to literally taking pictures of your face to make sure that you are in front of your computer and not like responding to email on your cell phone or something like that. So, uh, what? So, so are you guys? Are you guys a thumbs up or thumbs down on Big Brother? Big thumbs down. Big all thumbs the way down. up. <laughs> Patrick, all the way up. So I think for me, it's we had a few stories like as well where managers were actually going to ha people's houses to like micromanage because they couldn't get enough of it. And there was a, a policy where the manager or supervisor could actually go and check on employees, make sure their setup was professional and good enough for the work environment. But yeah, I, I don't actually think it's a good thing, but 
I think we've seen from like school Zoom meetings, there's been a lot of stories of kids finding loop, looping workarounds where they <laughs> yes. create a a, vac, a a Zoom background of themselves at their desk, but they're not actually there. So they're just kind of staring at their computer screen. There's all these things that I guess employees can and will do. We always, we like call them loophole employees on our podcast. It's the ones that they spend more time not working than, or yeah, trying to figure out how to not work than actually just doing their job. But no, I, I think companies need to to chill out. It's that whole transparency and flexibility that we're kind of needing to offer in this these troubled times. Yeah, I, I agree with Patrick. The monitoring, I saw a thing on LinkedIn today about a company that's offering taking screenshots of your computer screens remotely. And that's mm-hmm. just way too much. If you don't trust your employees, you've got bigger problems than, than that. Oh, man, I thought you guys were going to be all for it. Oh, you know, despite yeah. HR's... Um, ever present what stereotype of being the principal's office or the police force at the organization I, I think we're trying to get away from that and just trust that employees will get the work done the best way they can some one of our early episodes a person was complaining about this long list of options that their company sent them on how to get work done from home and it was things like you know do some work on the weekends um you know work odd hours schedule thing but it was all these just great ideas on hey we're giving you seven days of the week to get your work done you don't have to be at your computer from nine to five so it was actually the company doing a really great job of saying hey we're flexible you be flexible we just want you to get the work done and offering these kind of great alternatives on how to do that but the employee took it to oh my gosh they're micromanaging me they're telling me i need to work on weekends and all these different things and so yeah we gave that employee a hard time because no that's that's not what it was no, exactly. There's so many examples of that when the employees just want to take things to the nth degree that it really isn't. That's not really what it is. Lighten up, Nancy. That's a great point. I, you know, if, if you have to monitor your employees through software, how much, how frequently are they moving their mice, mouse around on their computer? <laughs> and you know what? If they haven't moved that in 15 minutes, that means they're definitely stealing from the company by loafing. You know, like that kind of yeah. that approach. My thing is like, I don't. I don't want to work there. <laughs> no. Right? Who wants to do, who wants to work there? Word's going to get out quick what you're doing. And then you're going to have all more problems. I look at that as it's almost like an infringement of my privacy, right? I I have some strongly held beliefs that, you know, we should have some semblance of privacy even though nobody <laughs> nobody has it. Um <laughs> but especially from your employer, right? I mean like like talk about Big Brother. I I really don't want Big Brother and my big sister employer, like both of them watching me, you know, FBI's already got me on there. I don't need my employer <laughs> watching me too. <laughs> exactly. What's in your search history? Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's, it's probably not nearly as exciting as anybody at my company thinks it is. Um, I can tell you, mine's probably pretty good. We, you know, we have a, uh, a series going on a shit HR, we call it about, Poop incidents at work. And so if you look at my search entry, it's history. You're going to see things like people shitting at work, uh, you know, employees <laughs> shitting at work and things like that. And I'm, I'm just waiting for someone to come in, take my computer. And what's your problem, dude? <laughs> Why do you have all these shitting uh, search <laughs> histories? We don't we don't judge, you know, what your pleasure part of your brain it gets it from. Like, OK, so we're we're going we, we are going down this line of questioning because I I have so many poop stories. It's not even funny. 
Yes. Oh. <laughs> Warren, I think we had this conversation a few weeks back where you know, we both have a connection to retail. Uh, so my question for you is, did you actually have a code for poop? Like a code at the store that you own? Like aisle poop, three, aisle three. Pooped again? <laughs> no, not, well, not that I recall working retail, but I, I did work at a water park and I don't remember the code, <laughs> but it was a severe, not a severe problem, but there would be a problem with people shitting in the pools, whether <laughs> if it was a kid's little swimmer diaper came off or foot long turds floating down the lazy oh. river uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, if I we had a code, but I, I don't even remember, I don't even remember the code, but I just, it happened. And of course you have to shut down and all that other fun stuff go through safety protocols, but yeah, shitting at work. And one of the times my daughter who's working at the water park, uh, she's, she didn't even remember to code it. She's on, she's like blowing her whistle and trying to get someone's attention. There's a giant turd <laughs> uh, yelling and things like that. So yeah. Hey, Kyle, I'll help you out. That started about, about 2145 that started. If you want to go ahead and cut that out, just a video. <laughs> Uh, all, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thanks for helping me edit this because I'm going to have a heavy job here. It's all good. <laughs> you know, we, we actually, so um, we called it Code Brown and, and <laughs> we, we would announce it three times over the, over the walkie talkie and, uh, and whoever, whichever manager on duty was like unlucky enough to be closest to the bathroom was the person that got tagged and guess whose office was closest to the bathroom. Uh, the HR guy, right? So I'm like, I'm like the designated code brown guy, just because of uh, the proximity. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're hitting a vein there, Warren. You 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 cut into the core of me. So for any listeners that are like thinking about, oh, HR as a career would be really fun. We're gonna peel back the layer of that onion a little bit and give you a what I call an R an RJP, a realistic job preview. In retail, you know, we would deal with something called shrinkage, which is people stealing stuff. Fancy way of saying people steal. So some guy grabs something and goes sprinting out the store. Mind you, I'm like 20-something years old, right out of college, first first real job out of college. And and uh, this, this guy is sprinting with a CD shoved down his pants and gets tackled by the security guard, which is not a recommended practice. You're not really <laughs> supposed to do that. But the security guard got... You know, he, he watched a lot of like 80s action movies and he's, you know, he, he was all geared up. So he goes after this guy, he tackles him, beautiful tackle. And the guy completely craps his pants. I mean, just like <laughs> everywhere in the entire front of the store. And so uh, I'm coming out and I'm like, like, it's like mass panic. And I'm, I'm running out here and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And they're like, go get the mop. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. This is uh, this is what I'm doing now, and and you know what? It's been a it's been a rewarding career ever since, and I encourage anybody to think about going into HR because, you know, you're you're gonna have an enriching and and fun filled um, career ahead of you. I mean, the good news is they don't sell CDs anymore, so at least no one will have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm dating myself, right? It's like, <laughs> like now it would be like somebody who was downloading Apple, you know, iTunes inappropriately, and and that would be it. <laughs> no, uh, but. HR people, we do have the best stories. We've said it on any number of our episodes. The things we have to go through, the things we have to deal with that other people that aren't in HR will not believe. Like, oh, yeah, you're you're full of stuff. 
But then, you know, if you're an HR person, I can see that happening. You, you nod your head. Yep. Been there, done that. It, it's amazing. You have stories that no one, no one else will have, and you get to know some really cool information. We all have stories, but there's always this level of how much can I actually tell? <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to uh, implicate your employer or former employer or, you know, identify any employees. And there's this whole, there's, you know, you, you have to be confidential uh, as a part of your role. And so there's, there's kind of this like fine line. I think the person that comes up with the book, the ghost writer, that can keep their identity confidential and, and like figure out a way to actually write that book of all the crazy shit <laughs> that they've dealt with, you know, that, that person's got, got something on their hands, right? They're, I think that that would be a good book. You brought up something that Warren and I have talked about before and it's, and maybe this is a good question for you. I'm, I'm turning the interview around or, or Warren and I, or maybe some or podcasts like yourself, are we breaking some HR fight club rule? <laughs> where you know what happens in in the hr room stays in the hr room i mean we we want to share that was the whole point because it is crazy and it is obscene and you know you're literally mopping up poo but is there some unwritten you know hr fight club rules that that maybe we were unaware of you know what i i i took my blood oath for hr um you know probably 15 16 years ago and um you know, but I, I think it's expired by now. I think the statute of limitation was only like 10 years. So I think I'm good. All kidding aside, I, you know, I want to peel back the, the curtain a little bit. You know, I yeah. think one of the issues with HR is we're not human to a lot so of people our people see employees. us as too uptight. Right. I came up the same way as everybody else. I just happen to have a role in human resources, but that doesn't mean that I get where you're coming from or, or maybe I, you know what, maybe I don't agree with this policy, but it's the policy that we got and that's what we got to do. Or I'm dealing with a manager who has a problem performer and is frustrated because I'm I'm taking my sweet time on figuring out how to deal with that person. But it's because none of these solutions are easy and a lot of times nobody's happy <laughs> with where right. you end up, right? And so, you know, I, I, I think that's part of the reason that I started just sharing content in general is the fact that HR has bad rap, you know, and if, and if you don't think you do, then you're, you're lucky or you haven't run into that HR person that gave HR a bad rap, right? Like I, I want to evangelize what we're doing, but also humanize the world of work and business and employers and help people understand that, you know, we're not here with some like misguided mission on making people's lives miserable we all have good intentions that's just an added benefit <laughs> well yeah present company aside we're all not here <laughs> to make everybody's lives miserable so yeah so i get a little bit i get a little bit passionate about it and i but i do think it's one of those things where like we we, we need to band together and i also look at hr as one of those things like when i started it was it truly was like the personnel department right it's like they're the ones that process payroll they make sure people are filling the seats at the company and then they shut up and go back to their office, right? Like that's what HR kind of started out as. Um, you know, it wasn't really a, an occupation 100 years ago because all of the human management was part of the people that ran the business or ran the departments. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of shifting into a new age. And so that's really, I mean, that's the mission of Rebel HR is to start to think about 
okay, where are we going? And how is HR going to lead when we get there? Um, so, you know, yeah, no, now you got me on my soapbox. Thanks a lot, Patrick. That's all right. That's all right. That's why we're here. Dude, what Jaden's stance, I've, I've said on our, uh, on our podcast any number of times that you can't be jaded if you don't take the job seriously. You know, if, if you don't take the job seriously, you're just sort of meh and, you know, uh, and you become part of the drama. But when you're jaded, it's, you, you have fun with it, you know, as, as well. You, you know, when you get in the car and you can take off that poker face and you can say, WTF did I just have to do today? You know, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? You know, you know, what was this person thinking? How did you come up with a concept that thought that this was a good idea and everything would be hunky-dory after you do whatever it is? But it just, once again, never-ending stories. You will, you, if you were to write down all these little stories, you know, we, we were talking to, we had a social hour with some of our former uh, co-workers and one of, I was trying to get one to talk about a story and she'd forgotten about the person who walked into her office not wearing any pants or underwear uh applying for a job she has so many things going on that that one just happened to just slip her mind but that's that's hr did they get the job negative a different one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wrong, not the job they applied for <laughs> yeah. well you dress for the where job did you, you guys work you at? Want. <laughs> yeah the... yeah nobody nobody will prepare you for the the nudity and the and the bodily functions that you have to deal with in human resources. That right now, that is the theme of this podcast episode. That's that's a first, guys. Thanks. Well, welcome <laughs> to Jaded HR. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. another top thing on just to touch on what Lauren was saying too, and I think I mentioned it earlier that that team dynamic. We were lucky enough to have a really dynamic group that had a really morbid sense of humor. So as soon as you hung up the phone on a really difficult, you know, hour-long phone call trying to explain health benefits to a person that you had to, like, describe it in the form of cheese or something <laughs> like that, like, we could we have first applaud you for handling it so well, but then you could just unload, and that is, that really is what, you know, these podcasts, I think, are great for, and we are a friendly voice in your ear just helping you get through the day because – you're alone and it's hard right now. I mean, it's hard all the time, but it's especially hard right now. Absolutely. And and for any HR people out there listening right now, I think it's it, it can be really isolating in this in this job. And, you know, it's it's important to know that there there is a tribe out there. There's a community out there and we're all dealing with the same crazy wild stuff. And, you know, I think one of the one of the things that I love about the podcast community in general is just it's the connection and it's the it's the openness to to support each other. Um, you know, it's not like it's not like a lot of industries where there's a, a lot of competitors and, you know, people are out to to edge you out. It's it's just truly people, I think, are just wanting to connect and help. And I and I truly think that one of the things that's been really inspiring for me has been the the amount of online resources that have come available to human resources but to all professionals you know look at all the look at all the people that are doing like free trainings and free support resources and all this stuff and you know i get like 50 spam emails a day but there's a lot of there's a lot of altruism in that and and that that gives me comfort in all of the headlines and and negativity and all that good stuff that's that's popping up and yeah, all employees are becoming social justice warriors on 
you know, whatever the social media site is, you know, oh, XYZ company, they completely wronged to me. And, uh, you know, and they want to let everybody know. But you look into them like they didn't wrong you. <laughs> How do you guys like Glassdoor? One thing you need to remember is the people that are going to leave reviews there are going <laughs> to be the ones who have a bone to pick. Uh, very rarely are you going to see reviews of somebody, I a legitimate review. Let me let me uh, <laughs> uh, qualify that statement. A legitimate review. Somebody said, oh, this is the best place in the world to work, yada, yada, yada. The, people don't go there uh, to do that. Uh, not legitimately. I know companies uh, will put out little things. Hey, uh, you know, please leave us a good comment. They handpick the employees on Glassdoor. Uh, but, you know, there was just a big article I read last week. I think it was about the Amazon rating system, how it's been flawed and manipulated. Uh, <laughs> so the same thing can be done easily on on Glassdoor. You could put something on that mechanical Turk or whatever to, uh, you know, pay people, you know, two cents to leave a to leave a great review on on your company. And but. You know, I as an you know, I, I changed jobs about a year and a half ago. I did look at the Glassdoor ratings of the company I was going to, but I, I read it with a grain of salt. You know, when I when I looked at it, I used to love reading Glassdoor comments for different companies. <laughs> some of them were just golden, and especially companies that like you've worked for in the past. And some of them were just shaking your head to like, yep, yeah, they got it. I wouldn't say that, but they got it. Um, yeah, I I love reading Glassdoor reviews. Um. You know, it, it is true. People that are going to leave a review for anything, whether it's a product, are typically going to leave a negative review. Um, but, man, they're funny. And there's always some truth in that. Even if they're far-fetched and wild accusations, the best part are always what can they do to, to better themselves or whatever, whatever the question is, you know, what can they do better? Um, and some of it's just like nothing. Start from scratch. Fire everyone. Fire all management. They need to start all over. Or there's so <laughs> many comments you see like that. And I, just, <laughs> I love it. My favorite Glassdoor reviews are the ones from the interns, because you know that somebody in HR is like, "Hey, it's week one. Can you do me a favor and go out on Glassdoor and give us a five star review? It'd be really great." And you know, it's like total indoctrination and then the other one is like the you know the one star review and it's like their performance management was really terrible and you know that person got fired because he cussed someone out or you know had a really terrible conduct issue and it's just yeah i i kind of i kind of have a love-hate relationship with glassdoor i i do think there's some there's a lot of value there for somebody who is looking to join an organization and has no no perspective whatsoever on what that organization's like and the organizations that aren't like IT savvy like they're probably legit right but any organization that like focuses on glassdoor they they're going to be they're going to be a little bit fuzzy <laughs> can i can i read a fun glassdoor please. that i just saw yes please okay it's it's in, it's under the pros column Pros, none, period. Overworked. Employees must now work Saturday and the Lord's Day. Horrible cheap owner must must be a Jewish. No one should be forced to work all weekend. Ugh. Cons, not paid for work done. <laughs> Have you guys ever been shamed for your glass door rating by other HR people? No. I don't think no. so. Nobody's ever talked to us, me about, hey, your company's oh got a low low rating. 
Okay, so we're gonna talk. So we're gonna talk a little bit of smack about HR here. So okay, I'm at an HR conference a few years back, and I won't name names, but with some very lovely people, uh, wonderful HR professionals, and it got in, it literally turned into a pissing match of what's your glass door score? Well, mine's a four point eight. Oh, you're a, you're four point eight. I'm a five. Oh yeah, how many? You know, like literally like going around, and and they come to me, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was just like i'm like and it's just like you know i i might as well just handed in my 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 name tag and said okay i guess i'm going home this conference is over <laughs> well one of the things i don't like about glassdoor views is when you they have someone who gives you uh like a one stars you can't give zero stars on it uh one star review and just completely disgruntled it, it's a awful you know, baseless review, Glassdoor, regardless of anything else, won't take it down uh, if you, you know, if you ask them to. And that that is sort of a shame is, you know, that's, you know, someone's saying some completely you know baseless information. Yeah, people are going to be ticked off. You, you got fired because you're a moron and you want to vent on uh, Glassdoor. That's great. Well, Warren, I got a new yeah. job for you. You get okay. to go around and respond to Glassdoor reviews. You can say whatever you want. There's no censorship. You, you can respond to bad Glassdoor reviews. Well, yeah, after you too. We should have fired your ass sooner. <laughs> <laughs> to your comment, Patrick. So the whole like the the sentiment that let's just fire everybody and start over. So how many times in in your career in HR have you thought that about your job? Uh, well, I actually I made that comment on our team meeting last Friday because we have these people that keep having the same issues. It's like the same three people. <laughs> and I just said, can we just fire them? Then the issue goes away. <laughs> so it's not really firing management. I just yeah, I think that is a good um, solution sometimes. <laughs> Problem exists between chair and keyboard. I feel like it's one of those things where you might be you've got good training programs. You probably invested a ton of time and energy and equity and sweat and bringing somebody into an organization and they start and they don't know the job they don't know every aspect of the job and then you get a manager in your office like we need to fire this person now (laughs) they don't get it they're never going to get it you know we're talking like one week on the job uh and then and then you're like did you teach them the job (laughs) It's, it's been one week right so Warren, give me a give me a scenario where you've had one of those like you've had a manager that's like this person's got to go, and you're the you're kind of the the one in the middle between the manager and the employee, and you're you got to make the call. What do you, you give me that scenario? What do you do? Well, I've been there any number of times where they're they're at this point where they want to fire someone, and you know this isn't the jaded HR side of things, but. Show me your documentation. When did you talk to them? What did you, you know, how did it outcome? What, what ch- changes did you make to try and make things work better? How did you explain it? And without documentation, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And, you know, that only gets the manager mad. You're, you know, that's your job. Da, 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 da. Uh, you know, I, I want to see what, why we're, we're firing this person after a week. What have they done that's so so awful and what could you have done better and they oh they hate that they hate turning it around on them and making them have to do work for you to you to get rid of them help them out hey i'm helping you let's build this let's build this case let's hey you know you said that they they've been 15 minutes late every day this week let's write that down did you talk to them what did they say did they have a 
good excuse, a lame excuse? Did they care? You know, just document, document, document. And and they just never learn. It's the same managers. It's And, you know, it is always the same, not always, but it's mostly the same managers coming back to you. I need to get rid of someone. I need to get rid of someone. Well, what did you do? You know, and they, they after years, they still don't know the routine. Before we get to that point, unless it's egregious, I need to know what they've done, what you've done. And, uh, you know, we got to put ourselves in the best light. We we did everything we could to help this wayward soul, but we, even our best efforts couldn't couldn't help them. So for the employees listening out there that think like this is totally unfair and this is baseless and all that, there's a lot that should go into a pre-disciplinary decision. Um, and, and that's, I think that's one of the challenges where HR gets kind of the rap of being the police, right? Where we're the ones that if somebody was naughty, they go to the principal's office and then the principal decides, well, you know, you get, we'll give you one, we'll give you one detention, but you know, we, we won't suspend you or you know what, full expulsion, you're fired. That's, that's like a learned skill that when you get into the profession, you don't necessarily have that skill. You have to develop it over a number of years. And then, and then you have managers that don't like to follow the process and document and, and documenting is hard. It's kind of a pain and it's not fun. And so I, you know, I, I totally get it, but it's, it's, it's just part of the job, part of being the, part of being the HR person, right? Exactly. And they don't come to me for those kind of things. I got an itchy trigger finger and I can't undo terminations once they go. (laughs) (laughs) I get so many sales emails from HRIS and ATS and whatever new hot AI trend is. I'm more jaded on the side of like all of the the unkept promises. Like, oh yeah, this is truly going to take you paperless, but you still have to do a wet ink signature on this document, right? Like, well then why did I just do this? six-month project to go paperless <laughs> that's part of the challenge well you you just said you've said a couple times tonight kyle something that's one of my pet peeves a number of email solicitations we get as hr i i don't think that any other department gets as many solicitations as we do i i literally get 50 or more solicitations a day for something if, if you haven't seen my linkedin profile the underline is do not contact me for solicitations I, I just, it blows my mind how many people think that my only job to do is read their emails. I hope this email finds you well. Nope, gone. No, <laughs> no. no. We've got the best HRS, ATS, you name it, that you can, oh, we're the best staffing agency. Yep, okay, next. Uh, it, it, it just really infuriates me. He's not kidding. It literally is. It's in all caps. Please do not contact me for solicitations. <laughs> I just got fed up one day. Uh, I just happened to be on LinkedIn and I, uh, I noticed that I could tell who was going to call me 20 minutes later. And if you also one of my, you know, this person, Tracy, she looked at my uh, LinkedIn profile and sent me an email. I had an email 40 minutes later and I thought, don't don't be a Tracy. You know, come on, people. It, I've got so much to do, you know, you as well being a, a HR department one, it, I've never purchased, used a vendor who just called me out of the blue to to do something. If I want something, I go out, I do my research and I contact the companies I'm interested in. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, just, oh, this, you're, you made a you know, great email. I'm going to, I'm going to call you and give you my business. 
especially the ones that go to, you know, uh, that don't even know your name, the, the completely <laughs> zero effort emails. So Patrick, you you seem like a tech savvy guy. If you can figure out like a if you can figure out an an HR spam blocker, sounds like Warren would be all over that. <laughs> well, I put Warren's name on a lot of these uh, different sub- subscriptions. <laughs> Good. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah, uh, that's what I feel like. I'm like, I, you know, an unsubscribe doesn't do anything except get you more emails. I think. I think. Oh yeah, he responded. You know, so. I don't even unsubscribe anymore. I just Why is this insulted. deep state Russia ATS tracking system contacting me right now? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah. I feel insulted because I get spams like, hey, do you need help completing your I-9s? I'm like, what do you think? I'm just getting started. Like, why do I need help with that? I'm a little bit open to it because every once in a while, I'll get a great resume. Just a random resume that just pops in there and it's some recruiter that i've never talked to that sent an email to my ceo and then the ceo forwards it to me and i'm like who is this knucklehead and then i look at the resume and i'm like no this, this person looks pretty oh. good i better call this person <laughs> you know it's like it's, it's so the, so like it must work a little better they wouldn't do it right like there's got to be a little little kernel of there, there's some conversions happening <laughs> no it, it, is it's accepting it's right. the, the the spray and pray method, you know. Something's going to hit. <laughs> spray and pray, yeah. Or uh, throw throw it throw it against the wall and see wall what sticks, right? Sticks. That's the yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know. And, and it's probably like you know, I remember earlier in my career when I was totally naive and I'm like, you know, I'm like new in an HR manager role back, you know, many years ago, and I'm like, oh, what's the oh, this person's going to really help me figure out my applicant flow. Oh, I better contact that person, right? And you know the person on the other end of the email is like, what? Somebody really responded? <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I got one. Yeah. That just reminded me. Have you all ever had to do the – had the HR department do like those kind of drills? Like active shooter training? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We took exactly. it a little too dark on a drill one time. They asked the HR to do it tra- training one time, and this is a couple of companies ago, but we – walked up to the front lady and just held up a sign that said like we're an active shooter or something so to keep it silent just to kind of get the drill going so there was like they went on the intercom did a code that went to everyone's phones and uh we just started walking through the building and if someone didn't close their door we would put a stick it a sticky note on their head that said dead (laughs) and uh we had people that followed the drill but i just remember this one lady sticking her head head out the door is this real and we were like (laughs) Dead. Dang. Dead. And yeah, they didn't ask us to do that again. But uh, hey, at least you weren't taking like paintball guns. Oh, that'd be so, that, we talked about it. Yeah, we definitely. That'd be so rewarding. That, but, oh, it would be so fantastic. No, Airsoft in college or something, you know, like I want to throw, I want to throw some like flashbangs or smoke grenades, just really get it going, and get these people <laughs> scared and on top of it, because you gotta. You gotta move. You gotta think quick. You don't have time to uh to think about the policy or the process. <laughs> Hold up, Mr. Shooter, please. Let me look this up in our HR uh, uh standard operating procedure manual. Well, they knew to close their door. The, the lady that stuck her head out to ask if it was real, like, I'm sorry, you're dead. You're done. <laughs> I'll never forget that. 
I haven't had the joy of brandishing a a, a fake firearm in a in an active shooter uh, training, but um, we'll try it sometime, Kyle. It's, yeah, I'll have to. I'm <laughs> gonna put that on my HR bucket list. That's something that that just made the list. I haven't done that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on one last topic, and I think you guys are the perfect guests to help me broach the subject. So. By the, at the time that we're recording this right now, we're in the middle of one of the – what I'm sure is going to be some of the best presidential debates that you've ever seen okay. uh, <laughs> in your lifetime with, with you know, well-articulated. I'm sure there's not going to be any yelling or incoherent babbling <laughs> or bumbling around. Uh, it's going to be great. So so how are, how are you guys dealing with politics in the workplace? What kind of – uh, crazy experiences have you had related to people who disagree with each other's views? I know once upon a time I worked at a company where the president of the company around election time kept sending emails about not telling you who he thought you should vote for, but how it would benefit the company. Basically, this person is doing this and that's going and they support this and they would do that. But also, one of the very first times in my career, I delivered uh, harassment training. Uh, I got uh, the question about being, and it happened to be around election time, about being harassed because of your your politics. And you know, this was early 2000 time frame. And like, oh well, politics isn't a protected class. And you know, why don't you try communicating with us and to communicate with person? Let them know you're not comfortable with the conversation. But I'm always picked on and discriminated against. They don't invite me to, you know, social gatherings. Nothing I can do there. We've had a few stories about, you know, people getting upset with someone wearing like a mega hat on the Zoom call. And wasn't there a company that they wanted the owner wanted everyone to wear mega face masks? Yep. It was a restaurant. I think it was in South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I I uh, I live in Iowa, so. You know, come caucus time, it's like it's it's the seventh circle of hell because <laughs> every time you turn on the TV channel, there it, it's ninety five percent political junk, and it's all just it truly is junk. It's a code brown for sure, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know we've we've had that where it's just like keep it out of the workplace, guys. I mean, and and I'm one of those that. Like, I have strongly held beliefs, but I don't go out there and broadcast them to everybody and, and you know, and, and start to, like, advocate for a political party or a candidate at work. You know, save that for your social circles. Don't 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 go start to argue with Gary in the hall because he's wearing a, a you know, Biden T-shirt or, you know, Susie's wearing a mega hat, uh, you know agree to disagree i just i i i feel like it's it's ever present in the workplace but i do think one of the, the one of the challenges is it's it's really hard to separate it from some of the social issues that we're facing you know and Currently, some of the, yes yeah i mean some of the issues that are that are happening right now it's you can't really talk about one without talking about the other in some cases and and some people that is that's their truth right you know they've they've dealt with a political system that hasn't supported them from an hr perspective it's a really fine line between saying you know don't talk about this and then in the same breath saying but you know we should really have an open space for safe conversations well it's also with the national labor relations board 
you know, they can turn it into a situation that, hey, this is protected speech. I think that candidate A is going to be the best for our employment circumstances. And, you know, I just want all my coworkers to know that. And now you've got a, an NLRB situation. And, you know, as HR, once again, it's another situation. You're going to be put in a no-win situation. And politics is really high on that level of uh, things, situations we're going to have to deal with. There's, there's not a win for anybody, not for the company, not for an individual, nothing. Just, you know, learn, yeah. learn to agree to, a disagree, to disagree. But, you know, this, I think that, you know, this will support workers better and things like that. So now it's a protected uh, uh, action and you can't do anything about it. Right. It's like Facebook posts, right? Oh, like, gosh. I can't, I can't remember the ruling, but it's the it's the the guy who like goes on Facebook and like totally blasts his manager and makes all sort of baseless like you know borderline slanderous comments about the manager and they terminated the guy and then the NLRB comes back and says no that was protected concerted activity because it was a group yeah, of friends on Facebook <laughs> or his coworkers yep there was it, there was a ruling recently i read about i'm a nerd in terms of i like reading those rulings and and things like that but there was one that came out re- very recently about you know because he has so many friends from work on his facebook page where it, basically everything he said was protected an LRB concerted effort speech. There was one of them where the guy was literally talking smack about like his family <laughs> and they, yeah. and they said, you know what? That's okay. It's yeah. protected concerted activity. He can call his mother a beep <laughs> no. because it's protected concert. And I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, we have lost sanity in this, yeah. <laughs> in this ruling. This doesn't make sense. HR is a fun and terrible and weird all at the same time. <laughs> and that's why you love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change it for the, for the world. It's great what you guys are doing. You know, I, th- I love the, the podcast and the fact that we can have a little bit of fun and laugh at our experiences and, and continue to build a community of people who are in the same Code Brown together. So I really appreciate <laughs> right. you guys doing the podcast and, and really putting it out there. And, you know, I really appreciate the, the connection we were able to make. So uh, keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, thank you. We got we got to band together and get those mops. Well, I appreciate the time. We'll end it there. Great no conversation, guys. Thanks. Yep, thanks, no problem. Kyle. All right, that does it for the Rebel HR podcast. Big thank you to our guests. Follow us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy, or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any of the organizations that are Baby.